It is Wednesday, August 19th, 2020, and this is episode 75 of the World of Sports Podcast and Radio Show Short Episode Edition. Welcome to episode 75 of the World of Sports Podcast and Radio Show Short Episode Edition. I'm Zach Rubenstein. Thank you for listening. In the wake of the Astros cheating scandal in 2017 and the investigation in 2019, there's been a lot of talk about unwritten rules in baseball. And I've been an advocate for it. Um, There's a part of the game that polices itself where if you mess up, you're going to get thrown at and you're going to get... You know, someone's going to let you know, hey, that wasn't cool. You can't do that. Um, And I think it's a very effective part of the game. But occasionally the unwritten rules go too far in the sense that they don't actually police the game to make it better. They they, they end up being used as a pettiness. And and that's some of the argument for all of it. Um, For every time you throw at somebody, there's an object of, well, that's being petty. And most of the time I don't subscribe to it if you are actually, quote-unquote, guilty of the crime in which you are being accused. So the Astros were did cheat. They got caught. They got proven. There were punishments handed out, just not to players. And so I was good with the Astros getting balls thrown at them. If you don't want to get throw, the ball thrown at you, don't cheat. And that's generally the way this that system works. But on Monday night... That's not how the system worked. So a guy named Fernando Tatis Jr. of the San Diego Padres is a 21-year-old kid. He's about my age. Um, And he is really good. He just came up into the league last year, the beginning of last year. He's been really good this year. He's hitting well over 300. He, I think, at the the time was was near the top of the the home run totals of everyone. Um, And he plays for the San Diego Padres, who were in... Dallas playing the Texas Rangers. Um, and they were they crushed the Texas Rangers on Monday night. They were up big. Um, all of a sudden, in the, in the later innings, I think it was seventh, um, Tatis Jr. comes up and the score is 10-3. to three. And he already homeward on the night. The bases are loaded. And he is given a, a ball that is... He's, he's thrown a fastball that's a little bit outside, but a little bit on the outside of the strike zone, but still strike, um, and it's a 3-0 pitch. And he drives it out of the ball. He drives it out of the into the stands, and it's a grand slam home run. The next batter, Mahana Machado, is thrown behind. Um, that's one of the that's one of the ways to to send a signal without actually hitting someone. It's kind of the the the, the warning before the plunk. It's a hey. Just so you know, we don't like what either happened with you in the past or what just happened right now. We don't like it. And we're not going to plonk you, but please stop. Um, and so you might think, well, what's what's the problem here? Well, the problem is that, that Fernando Tatis Jr. swung, first off, really, mainly, it's that, he, it's that he hit a home run on a 3-0 pitch. Now, let me give some of the baseball background to this and then kind of where the unwritten rules come in um 3-0 so you walk on four balls you strike out on three strikes 
Uh, it is very common for players when they have three balls and no strikes to not swing at the next pitch because odds there you know it's it's not a hundred percent chance you're going to walk, but it's a chance. Um, pitchers might throw a ball to try to get you to swing. Uh, it's considered a hitter's count because if you don't want to walk the guy, you have to throw a strike. But a lot of guys don't swing on it because if you have three balls and then you ground out or fly out, you feel like you could maybe could have walked on the 3-1 or walked on the 3-2 pitch, and you know now you're wasting your at-bat, uh, especially with the bases loaded when you can get someone in. Uh, but Fernando Tatis felt like he could swing, and and was, and he was cleared to be able to do so. So managers will sometimes say, "Hey, you don't get to swing on 3-0. Take the pitch. I'm telling you to take the pitch. I don't trust your swinging. You're a you're a 220. You're a 220 hitter. You know you're not that great. Um, you have a better chance of getting walked than you do a base hit. So don't swing. Let him throw you another pitch on the 3-1. We'll we'll reevaluate. But he might throw you a ball. Tatis Jr. is not one of those guys. He, he has what's called the green light. He, he can make the decision as he sees fit on a 3-0 pitch. And with the bases loaded, you're pretty certain he's going to get a strike. Um, it's very embarrassing to walk a guy on four pitches with the bases loaded and walk in a run. Right? You might as well throw him a strike. Even if you hit 330 in a year, that means that out of 1,000 at-bats, you're only getting a hit 330 times. It means that 7 out of 10 times, you're going to get out. Um and so the pitcher decided to throw a strike, and Tatis Jr. hit it out. Now, most of the time, people would say that's a little bit of a risk. Great job. He, you know, I'm surprised he took it, and it paid off. Great for him. But the Rangers didn't take it that way. The Rangers took it uh, as, in a 10-3 ball game, on a 3-0 count, you take the pitch. You're not out here trying to hit home runs. You're up by seven runs right now. You're not out here trying to hit home runs. Take the take the strike. We who knows? Maybe it would have been a ball. Just take it, right? You're not trying to pad. We, we they don't like the idea of padding their stats. Well, anyway, Tatis Jr. didn't get the message apparently, or didn't know the message. Swung, hit, hit a home run, uh, and then the Rangers were upset. That's not what. Yeah, you know, they felt disrespected. They threw behind Machado. Um, an interesting little tidbit: Tuesday morning, the manager of the Rangers was given a one-game suspension in connection with the retaliation, and the pitcher that threw it was given a three-game suspension. Now, suspensions for pitchers are almost meaningless if they're unless they're like five games, even for relievers, because guys don't generally miss uh, that much time when they get suspended because they don't pitch every day. But throwing out the manager or giving the manager a suspension was a sign. Um, and, and, and a little bit of a message. Now, after the game... The manager of the Rangers came out and said, basically, we didn't appreciate it. That's not what you do. That's not how this game works. Um, and the manager of the, the Padres was like, you know, yeah, maybe. That probably wasn't correct. And Tatis Jr. actually apologized, um, which actually got him more backlash because, you know, you don't apologize for that. And so now you might say, well, why is this? Why are these unwritten rules even in existence? Because you could still win the game. And you're right. That That's the argument is, well, Seven-run leads have been blown in the ninth inning. Teams down seven runs have won the game. Uh, but the Rangers felt like that this was not one of those times, and they felt like the they felt like they should be given some leniency. Sometimes teams will take the foot off the, their foot off the gas in sports, 
and maybe coast. In basketball, they take out their starters or even their bench guys and put in the guys on the very end of the bench. In football, you will see a team put you'll see a team put in the back of a quarterback. Um, in hockey, you might switch goaltenders. But in baseball, you don't generally do that because guys don't there's just not enough people. And you can't tell a guy to go up and not swing for a hit. Not try to get on base. That's just not how the game works. That would be like a player purposely not taking a shot in basketball. And they always take shots. Even if, you know, it's it's scrubs out there. They always take shots. So what it, it felt like, as someone who follows the sport, kind of an unreasonable ask, right? You're asking Tatis Jr. to not do his full, make you have a full effort, which he's contractually obligated to do, Um in a game that you think is over but is actually possibly not over because you just don't like the feeling of losing by even more. That's not how the game works. The other part of this that's interesting, other than the fact, by the way, the unwritten rule is not used at the right time. Like, that's, this is not one of those unwritten rules that was broken. The, the Padres didn't actually do anything wrong. Um, is the element of fun. And the element of baseball missing fun. So baseball has had a very long time in which they've been attracting older and older audiences. The average age of a fan is in their mid-50s. That means of all the people that watch, the average age of all those people are in their mid-50s. For comparison, basketball is in like the 20s, 30s. They're much, much younger fans. Football the same. Even hockey's younger, right? And what that means is... As your fan base gets older, less young people are watching. And what you're going to eventually have happen is you're going to run out of fans, right? The older fans are going to die off, and you're going to be left with younger fans who are not that plentiful. In football, as people get older, younger fans start becoming fans. And so you're essentially replacing older fans with younger fans, or even growing with younger fans. And baseball has been criticized for a while for not trying to appeal to younger fans. And one of the things that's been clearly wrong is they don't have a superstar. They don't have a recognizable person. The Yankees are a recognizable team and logo and symbol, but they're not, they don't have a person, right? When you think basketball, you think LeBron James. When you think football, you think Russell Wilson or Tom Brady, even. Or like an, a recognizable image. Hey, when I think to the sports, this is who I think of. Even in hockey, we have some. Right from the past, you have Wayne Gretzky. From the current day, you have Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid. You have current players, Alex Ovechkin. You have current players, whether they're young guys like Connor McDavid or old guys like Alex Ovechkin. You have you have, you have players that you think of when you think of that team or league or sport. Baseball, you don't. Mike Trout, if you're a baseball fan, but if you're not a baseball fan, you don't know who anybody is. Well, Fernando Tatis Jr. could be one of those guys. And he wasn't even incredibly obnoxious, obnoxious about it. Some guys have been. You know, there's stuff about bat flips and stare downs and and things like that, but but to go all out and to to try hard and to be a little bit pumped up, which he was not, by the way, when you do stuff like that is how you grow the game. It's how, from the baseball's perspective, you market to younger fans. It's how you, you get people to look, watch on TV and go, wow, he went crazy. First off, he hit the ball incredibly far away. Second off, you see how he celebrated when he ran the bases? That's what baseball's missing. So what the Rangers did on Monday flies kind of in the face of both parts of conventional wisdom. 
right? You don't alienate the younger fans that you have. Or you don't alienate, yeah, you don't alienate any potential younger fans. And you also don't tell a guy to not try hard. So, thankfully, the players have stepped up in Tatis's defense. And the question of, will he take a 3-0 pitch in the future? Maybe. Um, I don't know. Maybe the first time he will. And this would only be in a blowout. And so you'd have to get in that situation again, which may not happen for a while. Right? You'd have to be in the situation where they're up a bunch of runs and it's a 3-0 pitch on Tatis and he has to make the same call again. And that generally doesn't happen. And it would have to be enough runs for him to consider it a blowout, right? A five-run lead's not a blowout. He's gonna take. He's gonna. He's gonna swing if he thinks he wants to. So I don't know that this will happen again. I think he probably won't do it. I think he's. People have hit him up and reached out to him and said, "Listen." And the veterans on the team, of which there are, will 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 pull him aside and say, "Listen, you know, it doesn't matter what the managers say. This is how we play." Um, and by the way, if a team found out that you did that on purpose to them. If they found out you purposely held back, then that would be an unwritten rule. That would be a, hey, we come here to compete, and if you don't compete, that's not cool. Um, and I would he wouldn't necessarily get thrown out, but he would get called out probably publicly um, by his own teammates and possibly opposing teammates. Because team, opposing teams don't want to find that the team on the other side is not trying or trying to show them mercy or something. That's not cool. They don't like that. So um, it, it's a story in baseball that's probably over. There, there was not a huge backlash other than the suspensions. Um, and hopefully Tatis will keep doing things. If you want to see an exciting team, um, now my team, the Diamondbacks, are exciting. They, they're, on a, they're on a win streak at the moment. Um, but teams like the Padres are exciting. And, and it especially feels like West Coast baseball is, too, is exciting particularly. But, uh, but yeah, West, some West Coast baseball, some East Coast baseball. Go look up highlights. Baseball is my favorite sport because it's so relaxed, but it's also it also has its moments and it has its cool things and and it's something you can put on in the background even if you're not a big fan and just watch an app out here or there, um, and that's a lot of fun. So anyway, I know there's a lot of other sports going on. There's basketball playoffs, um, of which there's some news that I will get into for another day. Um, but anyway, thank you for listening and I will see you tomorrow for a Thursday edition of the World of Sports podcast radio show short episode edition.